0: welcome to the wheel reads a wheel of time podcast your hosts are alan chris and ian this podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers this week we'll be covering chapters 18 and 19 of the eye of the world the camlin road and shadows waiting enjoy All right, welcome to episode ten. Uh big episode for us. Uh, this is our uh, finally get to our tenth episode here. Um, and uh, tonight we have a special guest with us. We have the Black Tower Podcast joining us. Uh, we have Daniel from the the Black Tower on the on with us. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, so um, so he's going to help co-host uh, tonight. Kind of help guide Ian and Chris through this episode. Of course, we are covering, like I said, the intro to. Uh, Recovering on uh, Camlin Road and uh, shadows waiting, so mm-hmm. uh, should be a lot of fun um, before I get started anything else I want uh, Andrew might also for the Black Tower might pop in he might not uh, we 'll see but let uh, Daniel go ahead and kind of plug his podcast. I know some of our listeners don 't listen to other ones i 'm sure if you are a veteran will of time fan you 've probably heard of the Black tower podcast i don 't know you guys are bigger than we are. We're new. You guys have been around for years. So, so Daniel, let you take years. it away.
1: We're grizzled <laughs> veterans at this point. Uh, no, we're uh, Black Tower <laughs> Podcast is uh, super fun over on the darker side of Twitter. Uh, we do spoiler. Chock full of spoiler podcast episodes uh, on we've done everything from sexism in the wheel of time, which we've covered a few different times from a few different angles uh, to book reviews to uh, literally just doing an in-depth talk about shadow spawn and where they come from and why they exist and all of that good stuff. Uh, It's super fun. Uh, We have three hosts. Um, It's actually changed a lot since day one because uh uh andrew started the podcast uh with another host um and then they had to step down uh and so another one came in and then both andrew and that host had to sort of take a step back uh and so we got two completely different hosts who took over for a little while and then when andrew came back they went and started their own podcast so it's actually been a huge adventure and i've actually only (laughs) been on the black tower podcast um for oh god maybe eight months six to eight months um sure so it's it's i i can't necessarily speak to the very very beginnings of the podcast but i feel like we've found a groove uh and it's super fun so if you have not yet listened please come over and listen um we we would love to have you uh please don't feel any pressure though because again i (laughs) really do appreciate that podcasts can be a little bit of a commitment and if you are already committed to this one please continue to be committed to
0: this one sure and and like i said we'll be over in six and a half years (laughs) or not i to listen to you guys (laughs) but um But once once we're done with all this, yeah, Chris and Ian, go check out everything the Black Tower has because it's great. And for any of our listeners, of course, go check them out. If you have already read through the series, of course, there's spoiler full. Any of our first, yeah, any of our first time readers that are following us along as a companion podcast probably not a safe podcast for you Uh, (laughs) though
1: again uh, we do label our our episodes pretty thoroughly so if you see something that you don't understand yet in the title then don't click on it you're probably fine with all of the (laughs) titles Um, but if it doesn't make sense to you don't go any further Uh, but as you're as you're listening along once you get to the end of a book Um, As I said, we're also very much uh, heavily labeled on all of our book reviews as well. So if you want to just pop on over for, you know, the single Eye of the World episode or the single, you know, Great Hunt episode or anything like that, we'd love to have you uh, for those. Um, And just to let you guys know if it matters to you, uh, Josh and I, who are sort of the the two. Um, co-hosts with Andrew join at uh, about the point where we talk about uh, deep dive into Lan. Uh, the episode is called "A Man Alone." Um, and so, if you are if you want sort of the Black Tower as it is now, that's where you want to start. Uh, if you want to start from the beginning, you're always more than welcome to. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff there to get or to to go through before you actually hear my familiar voice uh and also josh's as well so if you are listening for andrew fantastic please do uh, if you are listening for the either of the other two of us you'll have a long
0: slog to get there <laughs> sure sounds good so without further ado let's go ahead and move into the episode just because i don't want to waste too much time um just because this a lot of times these, these episodes can go long. Um, we're, we're, we're like you guys. You know, you guys have those two-hour episodes. We do, too. So I want to move right into it. So uh, before we get into into the chapter, talk about predictions that we have from kind of last week and last time, predictions Ian and Chris have made. Um, of course, some of these might be true. Some of them not. Uh, one was that Patton Fane is a White Cloak spy. Um, uh, one, yeah, uh, Moraine is super badass. Uh, that was Ian's thing from last week. Love um and and that uh, Chris also thought that Men's Viewings are going to give away the entire series. So pretty much we already have all <laughs> all fifteen books rolled into Men's Viewings from from last chapter when we first met Men. So um, some good predictions. Um and and we'll see if what comes true or not. No, so, those are solid,
1: and I like how they're, they're actually bad. like legit predictions instead of just uh, a lot of times you'll get like, oh, what are your predictions? And I'll be like. Very vague, so that I kind of can't be wrong. (laughs) Right. Uh, And those those are nice. Those are like solid predictions that I feel like can or cannot come true. And you can be disappointed or happy depending on what you felt.
2: So far, Ian, we have another Alan (laughs) with us.
0: (laughs) So far, my favorite prediction they've had so far was actually that Tam is secretly a time traveler, hence the Wheel of Time, and he's hiding ran in a different time altogether. So Whoa. uh
3: I was, I, I was drinking I was drinking heavily that night. So we'll see. It felt good.
1: Sad part is I'm completely sober and I want that to be true. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah we said that should be a book if it's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah so moving on to chapter 18. So Camlin Road. Um um, we, we always start all our, all our, chapter, our chapters uh, talking about the symbol. And uh, this is a new symbol for us. It's going to be the symbol of, if you guys can't guess, it's a trollic. Um, yeah. It's the first time we saw that trollic symbol. Mm-hmm. So uh, since this since is the a first-time symbol. Let you guys, Chris and Ian, take away what your thoughts are about this. Obviously, we
3: know a lot about this chapter, but go for it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my comments are asinine, but clearly he's a <laughs> He's a he's a metal fan. He is rocking out hardcore. Um, <laughs> it, it reminded me of my first concert with my German teacher in high school when we went to a Corn Incubus and Orgy concert, and I could convinced- I lost my studio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you were there, and I convinced my mom to go <laughs> because wait, we we said there was some German band that was going to be there or something. I don't know. We we fed our parents some BS and they let us go. So. Anyways, when I saw it, that's what I thought about. But I also thought of Trollocs. So, <laughs> good. <laughs> Chris, anything for you?
2: You know, this is just an interesting one. I love the Iron Fist. Okay, um, it kind of reminds me of a, a lot of different things. But it was, you know, the, the idea of ruling with an Iron Fist, of course, attacking with Iron Fist, and then the Trident kind of threw me off. I'm like, why? Why the Trident? Um, you know, that's normally symbolic sign of power but it's normally symbolic for most people for like uh you know poseidon water mm. and um that just doesn't quite seem to fit here but you know i also realize that there's that dark and light play with it so i always find that interesting that we get that you know our our two sides of the power on the trident of course also on the fist but more noticeable sure. on the trident and the skull's just badass. So.
0: <laughs> nice. So yeah, so um, gonna go right to the chapter. So we'll start out, you know, they're making a way down the to Road. Um Nynaeve is bugging the shit out of out of Moraine about herbs. Um and it's very it's very, very obvious uh Moraine wants nothing to do with this. She's like kind of shrugging her off and walking along. Um and uh and lands topping each hill and kind of searching around, obviously on edge. So um, you know, before we get to the, the, the chase scene, what do you guys think about this initial opening of this chapter?
2: Well it really gives us a different view of the the landscape, which is really cool. I like the idea of how they're talking about how much more considerably wider the roads are. So we're really seeing that we are headed towards, you know, greater cities, hopefully we're um, headed toward roads, more frequently traveled. So it kind of gives you that sense that the two rivers really was that back river place that nobody really thought about or knew about. And then as we continue heading in the direction um, from the two rivers, we can see that um, again, the landscape changes, the popularity of the, the cities are changing the size of the road changes also makes it the more vulnerable because they are taking a main road and they are opening themselves up for more opportunity to be really attacked. If you're looking at it from a strategical disadvantage. Sure. So.
3: Yeah. The, the initial back and forth between uh, the wisdom and Moraine. um, I don't know. I The wisdom, she never like, acts desperate but it's clear she's trying to prove her worth to moraine so even though there's that tension there you can i get i get the feeling that uh she certainly has i guess the word is respect for moraine and and she's trying to win her over and and show to her that she has worth for this group and there's something that she had to contribute and she already kind of you know we talked about last episode she won land over even just her ability to track him like uh, he was pretty impressed with that. But uh, she she knows that Moraine is the key to this group. Uh, and she wants to establish herself as, as somebody that's significant. So we'll, we, it's not just this opening scene, but as we move on, she's trying to prove her worth and show that her skills are valuable, too. It also shows
2: how... um Moraine looks down on like the medicinal side of magic. It's not really necessarily magic at this point. It's more or less potion making. It's mixing herbs to heal and to help. So you can see that she doesn't really view that as power so much as drawing on the source. Because like Knight, uh, um, it was mentioned the flatworm tea and uh, andaly root yeah. are best for fatigue. They clear the head and dim the uh, burn entire muscle, and then they said the I Sedai Murmured, "I am sure they do." They didn't even give her name. Like <laughs> you just feel the contempt, sure, yeah, <laughs> on all sides. So I think that's so. Yeah, neat. I mean,
0: obviously there's there's tension between. Uh, Moraine and, and Nynaeve. Um I think Daniel, you can you can add to that. <laughs> oh yeah. No,
1: I one of the things that I love about uh these you know early on chapters as far as getting to know Moraine uh and getting to know Nynaeve and all of these characters, because of course we've sat a little bit with Rand. Um, and we've certainly you know heard a number about of things about you know Perrin and Matt and things like that, but overall we've been getting Nynaeve pretty much from other people's perspectives. Um, And everybody has a little bit of a judgment on Nynaeve. And this is the first time that like, while yes, we are still seeing Nynaeve uh, through somebody else's eyes. It seems like a more objective portrayal of her. Um, And I love the play between Nynaeve and Moraine as one of them has modern medicine and the other one doesn't. And the one is looking at the other and being like, I have antibiotics. You're adorable. (laughs)
0: Because, you know... Your your essential oils are
1: amazing. Right? Exactly. Good luck with the coronavirus. Have fun. Like, just just rub lavender oil on it. I'm sure it'll go away. Like, that kind of thing. And, uh, of course, we know because we've seen a couple of times her uh, you know, do pretty impressive things with the power. So far, we've seen her mostly be, you know, a little bit destructive. Uh, but we've also seen her heal fatigue and whatnot. And while Lin does, you know, obviously make the uh, the statement that she can't do that for herself, uh, which is a pretty big mm-hmm. drawback uh, of that particular yeah. skill, the fact that she can do it for everybody else in the group is already pretty impressive and so Nynaeve's coming along being like yeah 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 no it it dims the ache of of sore muscles and whatnot and Maureen's like I get rid of the whole thing what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) so it really is it I I love that back and forth uh here in you know the earlier chapters as we're we're really discovering who these characters are and as uh you know as as Ian said uh, you know, we're getting into um, uh, sort of finding out the, the dynamics of the group. And, and Nynaeve is trying to prove herself and just be like, no, 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 but I'm cool, too.
4: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, they keep on moving along. Uh, parents suggest they leave the road. Moraine kind of cuts them off immediately, saying you can't go through the hills of offshore." They're not safe and land can't move fast through those, through, you know, off the road as fast as we can on the road. And then we hear the horn blast in the back.
2: And, um, well, before we even go that far, I'd like to know why they can't travel the hills. I mean, they never give a decisive purpose or reason. So I'm wondering if there's more to these hills that isn't mentioned now, but will be mentioned later because they, you know, they mentioned that there's only one bridge spanning um, the Arnell. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation okay so be it that's the only bridge why is that the only bridge why haven't more people colonize this area or use this area for its resources or is there something about the hills of Avishar that we can't actually use that area so those are just things i was thinking on as we're traveling through because we're trying we're rapidly moving through that to get to the cool stuff but (laughs) i'm like I want to know the why, like, why aren't we using this
3: area? Like, why are we curving and avoiding? Like, I'm sure we'll figure that out eventually in like book 10. Sure. So, so I'll, <laughs> I'll add to it. I know why Alan wanted to get through this really quickly because he, he was hoping I wouldn't bring it up. But, um, so, <laughs> right. So the, the, the book tell us and, and Moraine tells us why there's the winding road instead of just going straight through and yada, yada, yada. Uh, But if I can metaphor real quick, there was one time a group of us went for a run on the Nolan trail and Alan, I love you to death, but you were (laughs) never big into running, even when we were in good shape. (laughs) While the rest of us were running this winding trail that goes around a lake, Alan decides, well, screw this. I'm just going to cut through the woods here and catch them (laughs) on the other side of the trail. (laughs) And then uh, I think he got stuck in the mud and then he got turned around. (laughs) and we finished running, and like an hour later, uh, uh, <laughs> Alan shows up at the end of the trail all beat up and shit. So sometimes, sometimes the straight line is not the way to travel. Uh, sometimes you need to stay on the
0: path. True uh, story. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, That's a great story. true story. I love you, Alan. I love you too, yeah. Sometimes taking the shortcut's not always the best idea, uh, really. especially when there's briar patches and thorns and all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so then we do get to the horn right. and the horn sounds and my my most my number one question mark of this chapter the lights go with you last lord of the seven yeah, no, sure <laughs> this is the first time we really get a glimpse of this title <laughs> and now my mind's like lord implies that lands a whole hell of a lot more than what we thought he was now we've got like this Kind of flashback, and this is for our patron, our flashback to Lord of the Rings, because we had our raider, who just so happened to also be like the one king, <laughs> right. you know, so um I'm like, okay, what's the real deal with land, and now you've also given me more clues over there for the Black Tower, since you literally have an entire podcast devoted to land the what was the, the exact the man, a, man <laughs> man. a man? Yeah, the man alone. So. Yeah, how dare you draw such <laughs> so, yeah. an
1: accurate and, then... and apropos <laughs> parallel to another piece of work?
2: Oh, I synergize well. And of course, we got our first word from Alan who slipped viewings like. <laughs> I always, you know, we're, we're getting words, we're getting <laughs> clues here, Ian. Every now and then, somebody feeds us a nugget and we got to grab to it. So for those listening, we got two big clues here. <laughs> Viewings with uh, with men. with men, And then we've got, of course, now an idea of land being a lord and then also alone. So there's something more to a land story that we will be diving into around book the best, The best part of this is that part of
1: me just I, I mean like you don't know and I love that you don't know because the answer could be as simple and it might actually be as simple as those two words are very similar in the old tongue and so alone and a lord are just the same word. <laughs> and you're going to like read so much oh, into this lord. and then you're well, going to get to book 14 and be like mm, ah, this never came out. What? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh uh, <sighs> uh, well. <laughs> no, no, to no, read no, into things, because
0: the second that you I'm
2: stop sure. reading
1: into things, uh, the book stops being fun. So
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the anticipation is part, <laughs> exactly. and yeah, trying to figure it out—it's great.
0: Sure. So yeah, so Land takes off the last Lord of the Seven Towers. Um I was actually a question marks I was gonna ask you guys about that. <laughs> so thanks, Chris. Um and he <laughs> he he runs back to go check what's going and the horns just keep blasting. And Rand's counting down the miles. So he starts with ten, He goes to eight. Um, you know, um <laughs> Nynaeve then mentions to Moraine, like, should we move faster? The horns are behind us, and moraine kind of says back, uh, you know, don't you think there's a reason why they're trying to make us go faster. Like it's probably a trap. Um, you I know, know it, sure. and I think it's when they're five miles behind land bust through. Yeah. It's a trap <laughs> star Wars
4: reference. <laughs> um, <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So five miles or so uh, the horns are blasting and land, uh, you know, galps through bursts through and, and kind of gives a report saying that there's as many as uh, oh, probably 500 Trollocs and multiple really? Fades, uh, Mergell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have this little small group, and if you could think about it, you know, I mean, how many we have? We have the, the Field 5, and then Moraine and Land, and Tom. So eight Travelers versus 500 plus multiple. How, who knows how many, how many Fades in
4: <laughs>
0: Odds are not in their favor.
4: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that
1: if yeah, Land takes well, the yeah, clearly, last 250. True. And Moraine takes <laughs> the right two hundred and fifty. And each of the Emmonsfield five true. just takes a fade on their own. Then we'll be fine. We're all good. Then Tom can
3: just play his harp yeah. and and yeah.
1: make a ballad out of this yeah. amazing feat that they've just accomplished.
3: I think think we can count on Rand tripping and falling and accidentally stabbing a Trolloc with his sword because he's kind of done that already. So Rand's good for one.
1: All right. So land left 250, (laughs) Moraine right 249.
3: Cool. Perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So, you know, at this point, um, uh, right as soon as they realize that they're, they're driving them forward, they hear, uh, I think it's, that they start talking about north or south, and they hear the horns in front of them.
2: Oh, yeah, it says, all that is left is north and south, Moraine said, more thinking ab- thinking aloud than answering the wisdom. To the south are the hills of Avershire, barren and dead, and the Tarn with no way to cross and no traffic by boat. To the north we can reach the Arnel before nightfall. will be a chance of traders' boats if the ice has broken Maradon. at Maradon. Boom. No, Maradon. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the quote, but then of course, Land comes back with "There's a place the Trollocs will not go," and
0: Moraine immediately says, "No, right? Yeah. yeah, not that.
2: Exactly." It's like whips her head around, like you could see like the hair, like, <laughs> <whoosh>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that sharp. Like um, Alan's wife goes, "Nope." <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just did you
1: just suggest the minds
0: of Moria? Because hashtag off. <laughs> Some Lord of the Rings. uh, Yeah, you cannot go there. uh. (laughs) Chris, Chris, am I the only
3: one who read that and then immediately went, Yeah, so we're going there? (laughs) It's just a matter (laughs) of Just (laughs) once,
1: I want one of these epic fantasy series to be like, There's a place that the (laughs) Trollocs will not go. No, she motioned to the warder. He put his head close to hers so their talk could not be overheard. Then they decided to go somewhere else. And then they just never go back because that'd be fantastic. Yeah, right. <laughs>
4: Book six, sure. Rand is still like, where
1: was that place that you were talking about, man? Because, like, <laughs> I'm still curious because we never went.
0: <laughs> right. I would be up there. Yeah. So obviously, Marine kind of paints a picture that we can't go south. There's the, we'll be, we'll be stopped by the river. We can't cross the river to the south. The only place to go is north. So they go north. Um, and, and they make their way north. And, and of course, the horns are getting closer and closer and closer. Um, Land starts to sense the Trollocs. Because uh, obviously, we talked about in the previous chapters, Land can do that. You know, he says that, that he senses them. And the next hill they go over, um, they, they run into a tire line, as far as the eye can see. A with a fade right in the middle of it. So <laughs> this comes to a really fun scene. I'll, I'll let one of you guys take it away for this one.
2: You know, it definitely. It's like, Land Sword was in hand. Stay with me, he cries. For the Seven Towers, again, we have this title. And then, of course, he is, like, full-on attack. And then you've got... <laughs> You've got Ran crying, uh, and I always pronounce it Man- wrong. Manethrin, 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 and then Perrin shouting the same thing. But then Matt, yeah, and I'm not even going to butcher it. Please, one of our <laughs> our hosts here, don't him. don't allow me to butcher Carai it. Karai the
1: altar. <laughs> on That's Elisande, al Elisande. Yes. Perfect. Oh, well my right, I was I, possessed. Right, I'm, <laughs> my first language was Old Tongue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
3: To start, Daniel. Uh, I'll just, <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. Um, I'll say when Matt that shouts that, that's one of those moments. So, like, the scene is picking up, and we've talked about this before where he gets to parts where he just draws you in. And so I stopped for a moment and I'm like, okay, this is significant, but I I didn't even pause to think about it until much later when in, in the story itself, they start talking about it. And uh, rain tells us what it is, but it, it's obviously some, something's clicking here. You know, the, the, the blood is strong and met, if you will. Right. Which is one of
0: Ian's predictions (laughs) from Cup couple, I'll ask back, when we did uh Tons of the Wheel. I yeah, think that was, you actually predicted that it was be Matt that actually had
3: uh blood in him. Um yeah. I wish I actually wish pre- we bet a steak dinner on that, because I would be <laughs> eating good
0: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get to another battle scene. And we talked about this before. The way that Robert Jordan writes battle scenes is I think fantastic. Like a lot of people praise him on his detail and description, but um, So a lot of people praise him on a description and, uh, you know, it's detailed. But honestly, I think he writes action like it just draws you in and makes it really tough. You have to go back and read it a bunch of times because you just feel like you're just part of this battle. So, yeah, they they charge down the hill and things clash and we erupt into a a mayhem Mm -hmm. of battle.
2: (laughs) You're absolutely right. Like when reading this, I had to go back. I think I read it four times. Um, because I'm like, my mind works a little bit differently than some people. Like my mind automatically goes to the changes in the text. So when things are capitalized or italicized or bolded, like my mind, my, I go there first and then I have to go back and like, all right, what did I miss around that? And then, okay, what did I miss around that? But then like, like I said, I am one for imagery. So the black sword frozen over its head and opening its cow swiveled, searching amongst the oncoming horses, like the fade, you can see the action played out in your mind because the author really just does a good job of painting that image of him searching everybody. And then you have the Warder's blade, that black seal from the forge at uh, Thankandar with a clang like a great bell, the toll echoing and the hollow, a flash of blue light filling the air like sheet lightning. Like you can see the battle. You can feel like... I'm getting anxious and I'm like (laughs) ready. And like, this is just the second chapter or the second paragraph of this battle scene. And I'm already completely consumed by just the scenery that's being set. And then he just goes into even further detail. Beast muzzle, almost men swarmed around each other. uh, Each of the human catch poles and hooks flailing. Like you could tell it was just a mad fury trying to capture our little group here and they're like bad is coming through for lack of better words.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, and how thankful are we to have land there to lead the charge? I mean, you, you think about every movie where there's some great battle, a uh, brave heart, pretty much every fight in Lord of the Rings and whatnot before they go charging forward, you got one person giving the speech, leading the charge and everybody that was nervous kind of jumping in behind them. And, I, like, I, I think about Ran and uh, his uh, his first encounter with a Fade and seeing the fade sword, he was just frozen. And all this, like, emotion just it, it cripples him and he can't even move. But with Lan leading the charge, like, everybody just falls in behind him. Uh, and it talks about, you know, Ran being off balance, but he, he just forced the Grey or his horse on regardless, swinging his sword with little of the skill Lana had tried to impart, hacking as if hewing wood. Uh, only only a couple chapters ago Rand was just terrified. But he he's got Lan leading the charge and he's like, Well, F it, you know, lands out there kicking at. I I'm not gonna be the wuss, I'm gonna follow behind him and chop some uh chop some <laughs> Of
2: course he's looking for a Gwaine. like he was desperately searching for his woman <laughs> for so Frodo. His purpose.
4: <laughs> but, for so Frodo! I,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, Rand needs to get over that shit, or something needs to happen, because uh, it's going to end up getting him in trouble. You can't go headlong into a battle like that, and in the back of your mind be like, oh, how's my chick doing? That That's how you get your legs cut off, so... I mean, I don't know if it plays out like that, but he needs he needs to sew that up or something. That that's gonna get him so, that's get him in I, trouble.
1: I'm hearing that your right. prediction to for either dump Egwene or lose his legs. Those are his two options. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like yeah. It. <laughs> that's that's it.
1: Fantastic. Let's
3: write that one down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. This is where I'm gonna give Ian some grace for not being literal on losing the legs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it could be a metaphor.
2: Balls on the other <laughs> hand.
0: <laughs> sure. So so also he looks over Moraine. Moraine's just exploding trollocs, you know. So you see like, you know, she she's gonna be another badass in this scene. Uh that we talked about in the last chapter, how she handled the white cloaks, but um uh she's just uh holding her own weight. Um, and Egwene and we were fighting with knives which I thought was just kind of cute and funny they
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were not really fighting they just kind of had them and they were gnashing their teeth like oh yeah
0: Egwene
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> just mad dogged the Trollocs down <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: I mean it <laughs> did help that they had an Aes Sedai riding like very near them who was like I don't need to mad dog you you will explode but they were
3: like Rrr. <laughs> yeah, guys, nice that I helped. It, sure, it, it's a very so, big um, plus to your so check. Let's it, just say that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you've seen the way naive <laughs> thumps people on the head. I mean, it's um... I will beat <laughs> these trolls by sheer force of will exactly so so rand almost gets uh you know uh unhorsed um you know he's being pulled out of the saddle and he looks around parents being pulled down He can't even see matt at this point matt's just gone um and it looks like everything's pretty much doomed like it says the hook finally catches him he's pulling him off and all of a sudden the, the trolls start screaming and tearing at themselves and buying the ground um and everything kind of stops um you know here which is truck screaming everywhere. Um, and, and Rand looks over and sees a fade without its head, you know, completely beheaded,
2: just flailing the word around. So So it shows like there's definitely a psychic connection or a magical connection, whichever we want to look at it, between the fade and the horde that it's in control of. Okay. Um, and I don't know that they necessarily feel the fade's pain or if the mental connection being severed caused them to lose their stuff. So that's still something I'm wrestling with in my mind, because um, if it was immense pain from having, if you're feeling the immense pain of having your neck chopped off, more than likely you're going to die of the shock. So I'm thinking it's like that psychic break, you know, if you think about a swarm of bees and how when the leader's killed, when the the queen bee dies, the bees kind of lose all sense and then inevitably, if not replaced, die. Yeah. Um, And same with other magical creatures where we have that link or even think of any of the TV shows where you have those psychic connections and then you lose the link. You have that moment of chaos and confusion before you kind of come back to yourself.
3: Sure. Yeah. So I'll I'll co-sign on that. And then immediately after that, um, Tom speaks up and says it won't die until nightfall. Not completely. But then he adds, that's what I heard anyway. And I know we talked about this before, and it doesn't come up in these two chapters. But it's—I feel like it's only a matter of time until we get more insight into Tom. He—he he still knows more than he's letting on. He throws that—that's what I've heard anyway in there. But this—this this guy knows his way around. So every that's, every tidbit he gives sure. you know. So sure. <laughs> there we.
4: Sure. <laughs> Three more bucks.
3: That's
1: Tom. Sure. I'm. I'm just a humble <laughs>
4: human. Yeah, Won't yeah, die right. <laughs> yeah, Not gonna a
0: wink. That's what I've heard <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> yeah, it, that, That's exactly how I read. You
2: it. do a good job of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so, yeah. So, at this point, they get a break. So, they start run- a break from the Trollocs because they're all screaming at themselves. So, they start running away. Um, and uh, the horns start coming closer and closer again. And and uh, skip over a bunch of stuff because they're just running. But then they get to the point where they look back at the hill behind them and the hill blackens with Trollocs and three fades all draw their swords all at once. So, <laughs> um, which I think it's just a one of the cinematic scenes. You know, you think from, like, a TV show, like if they do the TV show Justice, if they have this scene, I'm hoping they have this scene in the TV show. Which uh, I, I would hate to cut something like this, but you know that that cinematic of them all, you know, in sync drawing the swords. Um, it reminds you, also, of that Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, scene with the, with the ring ring. Yep. Yeah.
2: When your White Walkers and your Kings come together, Get off the yeah, road. The battle scene. Get off the road. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, this is, this very much is, uh, I mean, again, as you guys are already aware, uh, it doesn't seem, at least at this point, uh, like there is a set number of Merdral. There are as many as are needed. Um, and so you do have a little bit less of like that, that really sort of, uh, the, like the, the nine of them showing up at, the, at Weathertop. But it is still absolutely that scene when they show up over these hills and they just all pull out their swords and you're like, one of these poor hobbits is getting stabbed.
2: <laughs> 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 sure. But then we get Miss Aes Sedai and her awesome power using her anger. Angry to say sure. And Angry All, thank you and we have her essentially doing what she does and I love how the author always puts her title there goes Ian rather (laughs) than her name when she's showing this awesome power that she has so it's never Moraine when she's using the most of her power it's the Aes Sedai sure I'm going to admit to you I never
1: um, noticed that specifically That is the first time that anyone has actually specifically brought up the fact that he typically does not use her name when she's being badass. So thank you for that. I am learning things every day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they've been pointing out stuff that I never even even thought of. Like, I've read read it, you know, like I said, this is, I don't know how many times now I've read through the Eye of the World getting ready for these episodes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um and, and yeah so it's um yeah they, they they catch stuff that i i still like wow um so yeah this is definitely your gandalf moment um uh <laughs> yes you <laughs> should not pass um uh and everything you know like, tells the scene everything gets everything gets quiet the ground starts to shake and 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 badassery is, uh, uh pursues uh, it's a foot know, uh, everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I love how Randy says, I wish I was a hundred miles away at this point. So <laughs>
2: That's so very true. It's just as she begins to show her power, it really does cause really a, a chasm within everyone's mind because they don't know if they should be in fear or in awe of her ability to do the things that she does. Right. So. It always makes it very difficult. Sure. So yeah, ground
0: erupts, fire goes everywhere. Uh, but what I love about this is the fates are completely unaffected by this. You know, they just they they just keep marching yeah, forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, they like the whole ground shaking. The trollocs are having trouble, and then uh, the fates just marching forward. Um, yeah. So, Chris, any thoughts about this?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I just, again, it's one of those scenes where it, it really does take your mind right into it. It says the wall of fire roared as it would indeed burn forever, but Rand did not argue, and this is at the statement of the fire won't burn forever, hurry, every minute counts. So it's like, all right, well, you know, this question still comes up as to, like, where are we going? Like, what purpose is it serving for us to rush into the inevitable arms of the Fade and their Horde? Because you know they're clearly trying to drive us in a direction, and no matter where we go, they pretty much got us. So, right. <laughs> and then, of course, within this whole thing, like Rand still has the capacity to ask, So that's what a battle is like. Like, so his mind is still reeling, he's still trying to come to the actuality that he has really left the safety of his home and security of what he knows. And even though he's traveled this farthest distance he's ever traveled and been through so many things he still is kind of aloof to the fact that, you know, he's in war. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so continuing on, they, um, uh, after this, they can continue on a little slower pace. um, uh, After, after the, the, you know, the the fire, the wall fire and they're making their way and kind of land says, you know, I think at this point is when he mentions that they, they have to go. I right, no, this is this is where they actually finally get into the what what mm-hmm. Matt had said.
2: Yeah, it's true. Rand um, after a few minutes, Egwene spoke to Rand quietly, casting an uneasy eye at the still arguing pair, um, speaking of the Aes Sedai and the Warder. Which again, another one of those funny things, how he now states their title and not their name. So it's also showing this fact that they're recognizing their place as being above the others so they say their title rather than their name but then um, Egwene asks about those things you're shouting at the Trollocs and then Rand's like what about him he felt awkward but it felt right and then she made fun over it saying Matt must have repeated that story ten times but of course the question comes up like what was it that Matt was saying Right. Like, what is this? He said, when you shouted, or she said, when you shouted, I thought, just for a moment, I thought I understood you. So that also shows that Egwene may also have more of the blood than we realize. The blood definitely is strong, or almost as strong in her as it is in Matt. So I think it's pretty cool how their heritage is really showing through. Um, right. So Ian just came back
3: online, so so I'm here. Just so you guys know, there's the potential that this is going to turn into the Chris and Alan and Daniel show. (laughs) I'm at three. I'm at three percent. I'm pretty (laughs) sorry. Yeah, I promise I'll be less poor in two years. So give me a couple books. All right, so we're
1: talking (laughs) Shadow Rising. You'll be fine. We're.
4: we're
0: yeah <laughs> 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 yeah, so, somewhere around there um book four um so so yeah we're just we're just getting to the point where, where moraine finally tells uh Matt what i still love that he actually said
1: of yeah no matt what did you say i have no idea moraine i will tell you what you said <laughs>
2: <laughs> the fact that she's paying that close attention to them in the middle of a battle is pretty freaking balling. I have to say, she gets another match on my belt. Oh,
1: Moraine <laughs> is, is terrifying, Bay.
2: Yeah. For let's the honor honest. of the, I mean, I still would, yeah. but like, I'd be scared <laughs> the whole
3: time. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. So I, I think he Rain, that. look if if you haven't been listening all along, I was giving her a lot of crap, and i you know I'm still reserved about all of our characters, but in the last few chapters, she is winning me over i'm I'm becoming a huge fan, sure, and her depth of knowledge like it makes you question her
2: age, it makes you question maybe how many ages she has been sure. around, like we still don't know the concept of time here um. Spoiler we get a little alert. bit more insight in regards a wheel. to time. I'm sure as we go along. <laughs> well, that just, that just answered all of our questions. Well, there you go. Oh, no, oh, man. I'm so sorry, <laughs> yeah. guys. Exactly. We just, <laughs> we can,
0: we, we can, we can stop reading guys.
2: <laughs> the book is going to end the way it yes. began. It's going to start in the two rivers. <laughs> what's, what's... There goes my prediction for the next six and a half years.
0: What's the book that does that? Is it the they outsiders? Is it the outsiders that does that? Like where it's, where it starts the same way as it no because it's it, like it's it's a book about like the 1920s like kids growing up then, and like the same way it starts it ends with him writing his story, and he starts writing the exact same and first paragraph again. of the book like that founding hobbit so
3: yeah, so, like, he's so you're saying the last story. chapter of yeah. the series is Tam scoops up baby Rand and then goes back in time to hide him away. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> we can go with that yeah that's exactly
2: that's it uh so um so yeah so what was for the honor of the red okay. eagle for the honor of the rose of the sun the rose of the sun the ancient war cry of the manetherin and the war cry of its last king eldrin was called the rose of the sun Right. The blood of Amen line is still strong in the two rivers.
3: The old blood still I was gonna say that that last bit is my favorite line. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The blood of Eamon line. Yep. (laughs) Uh, The old blood.
0: So and then at this point everybody starts thinking, well, maybe because of this event, maybe they're after Matt and Parrot and Rand can go home, right? Because it's Matt that they're after, right? (laughs) <laughs> no, it it, it hasn't all snowed
1: or um, it it snowed in my region recently, so global warming is a hoax. Uh Matt is the most interesting person on this page, so the other two don't matter. That's how it works, right? Right.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. So at this point the trucks made it through the fire um land cuz a horn blast again um and uh, Moraine, that's when the land says, okay, we have to go to that place. Moraine agrees, not happy about it at all. And Moraine decides to make that fake trail um, using her staff. She whirls it above them all, and and Ren feels a tingle as, a, as it goes over him. Uh, and then,
2: um, yeah. Uh, uh, since- I'm going to reel this back a little bit because <laughs> I got to give my boy Tom a shout. Okay. Like, <laughs> never before has he challenged Miss Ayes Sedai. Like, all right, are we going to get a move on? Are we going to keep this train moving? He clearly is anxious. He clearly knows more is going on. And he's like, we got places to go and people to see. And he's actually being assertive now, which he's never really been forceful or assertive up until this point. Time
1: is money. Money is knowledge. Knowledge knowledge is power. Power is pizza. Let's go.
3: Also, also, I don't want to die. (laughs) So let's get out of here.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um yeah and and, and gwayne gwayne looks up at moraine you know saying wow your staff's powerful um which i always thought it's really funny cause says, this is not the first time she said this and moraine's actually you know, annoyed <laughs> by Gwen gwayne keep on bringing up the staff saying no things don't have power like I mean, how many times do i have to tell you that um it's just, uh, you know i think we, we mentioned that last time i think she said it um, it, it's, yeah, I think it was the last episode Yeah, and calls and her a child so condescending
3: when she says it you know I've told you child things do not have power the one power comes sure. from the true source and only a living mind can wield it this is not even an angrile merely an aid to concentration like she kind of puts her down and educates her one more time sure <laughs> yeah so
0: land leads the way um, be careful to uh, not leave, leave a trail um, and the way they're going. And they come up this this, you know, out of nowhere, broken city. It's completely abandoned. So, um, Aired Hole is what they call it. Is what Moraine calls it first. So, what's your guys' thoughts on about this city we're coming up on?
2: Well, again, it was like, the vines will make climbing easy, but will never get the horses up, referring to what he thought was a cliff. And then as they rode a little closer, he saw a tower. It was clearly a tower, not some kind of rock formation with an odd pointed dome on the top, a city, he said, and a city wall. And the spires were guarded towers on the wall. His jaw dropped. It had to be 10 times bigger, or excuse me, as big as Barillon 50 times as big. So now we are seeing the first real city and you know, though it is collapsing in on itself clearly and then it's overgrown and it hasn't been visited in forever, like, they're finally getting, again, the severity of how small and insignificant they really are, how their little home in the two rivers really was nothing compared to what the rest of the world has to offer, which makes it even more interesting and uh, gives that parallel back to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, like, you just had the Shire folk who are meaningless little nothings that play big roles
3: in the fate of the world well here we have that happening again yeah, and I, I, I look at i look awesome. at our own history <laughs> and so when i'm reading this you have this big grand city that has been abandoned and it's not like it was totally forgotten because moraine and land knew about it and presumably other people knew about it but uh, it was just left alone so there was some economic collapse there was some tragedy there was some famine something that caused the city to be abandoned and something significant enough that nobody ever came back to try and reestablish it so uh, i mean we find out later it's the boogeyman but uh, at the time i'm looking at it going okay if if there's something (laughs) that's awesome there and everybody's just (laughs) left it abandoned it trollocs are afraid of it there's there's some significant history here that is you know, keeping it from being reestablished.
2: Sure. Just kind of reading into this, this is pretty cool. It says, you know, how creeper can tear down a wall. Look how it's fallen. It kind of gives to, it alludes to that concept that many writers look at when they're creating a novel is how time and nature can slowly wear down and yeah. destroy anything that man thinks it's built. So it just kind of shows how little or how insignificant man really is to the world, because inevitably the wheel will continue to turn, and we will go back to so once we started. Nature will always win. Sure. So, so yeah, and you get the name of the what the city
0: used to be called. Like I said, it was Airedale is what Moraine says, but it died, and now it's called by another name. And she doesn't answer what the other name is at first. They march the gates, and I think it was it Matt who yeah. kind of says, "You know what? What was the name? What was the name?" And, and we, we end the chapter with. With him saying, it's now called Shatter dun, dun, Logo. Dun, dun. Um,
1: well, and I love how it's always Matt, yeah. <laughs> just for starters. <laughs> like, Matt just won't ever let anything die, which is one of the more endearing things about him. But it's, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the like, meme where there's, you know, the the two drag queens, uh, the one looks at the other and goes, I said to myself, if I got to 35 and I wasn't famous as a drag queen, I'd turn into a serial killer, and then she leaves. And the other one is like, well, how old are you? I'm getting scared. <laughs> and that's exactly how I imagine that. As like, Maureen's like, this is a terrifying city. It had another name. And he's like, what name? And she just walks away. And he's like, what
3: name?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting scared.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, so far like you said it's endearing but it's it's much what i love <laughs> sure, about matt sure. and relate to but i can also relate to that uh that type of curiosity and fuck it let's see where this path goes it could get you in a lot of trouble and uh we could do a whole podcast of me explaining how that's played out in my life but we'll just stick to matt for right now <laughs> i've had a lot of fun but uh a lot of fuck-ups too
1: so tomorrow we're all gonna hop back on and just sure. listen to the story of <laughs> Matt in real life.
3: Yeah. We need to bring a therapist along. How many yeah. how many badgers have oh, we, you let loose on the green? Yeah. Uh, met, metaphorical badgers? Uh Alan could tell you oh, I've wow. let a lot of motherfuckers run. It's <laughs> <laughs>
0: So 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 Dana, just to tell you, uh Ian is our Matt. Um, and let me tell you how much of a Matt Ian is. Um, so I'm gonna tell a story on Ian real fast. So back in college, um, Ian went to another college and I did, but it was right down the road from us. And we're having this party at his uh, at his house, and it's it's tons of people. The dance floor is full of people. And Ian gets the idea, <laughs> I'm gonna get a four-inch mortar, like the firework, like the giant fireworks. <laughs> Like the big ones. The big ones that go up and go boom. And I'm just going to light it and throw it in the middle of the dance floor and see what and happens. And after the smoke
1: cleared and the ambulances <laughs> arrived, no yeah. one could
3: find Ian. Yeah. So everyone had a good time. No one was yeah, And I, I we got have... to test all of our smoke yeah. detectors and they all worked. So I did a good service. It's a uh,
4: I mean, it's true.
1: You don't want to find out from a fire. You want to find out from a firework.
3: Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you're picking up what I'm putting down. Oh, I, I am on the same
1: page, there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So metaphorical nice. badgers, plenty of them. Um. So yeah. Um. Do you guys want to just move right on to the next chapter, or do you guys want to? Do you guys need a break? Yeah. Well, well I got four percent. Let's no, hit it. Let's <laughs> go. Okay. Let's not jinx. Oh, it. you're going up. You went from three to four. That's good. All right. All right. So let's move to chapter nineteen: Shadows Waiting, which is an ominous title in itself. Um, and uh, and we get another repeat of symbols, and um, and I think we've only yeah. seen the symbol once other time. But it's the ravens. Um.
2: Oh, oh, we can go ahead and say this means imminent danger. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go ahead.
2: Go ahead and uh and Ravens at this point just that. mean bad
0: shit's about going to happen. To say that? I don't so. know. And, yeah.
2: We are going to say that our my my Odin worked well in the
3: beginning. Yeah, and, but And there's another layer go to, to it. So danger. far it seems oh, yeah. to represent they yeah. think they're okay, but they're not okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure so, so
0: land leads this way leads them into the city the city's falling apart everywhere and describes the city so um you know i i don't know if you guys want to get into the description here but it's uh
2: obviously well it says, tumbled walls spilled fans of bricks and stones into the street towers stopped abrupt and jagged like broken sticks Uneven rubble hills with a few stub trees growing and uh on their slopes could have been the remains of palace's or of entire blocks of city, yet what was left standing was enough to take Rand's breath away. The largest building and Barlon would have vanished in the shadow of almost anything here. Pale marble palaces, top with huge domes, met him wherever he looked. Like, again, the imagery just goes to show that they are in not a city, but like the city. If we come up to a city larger than this, then. Hopefully there's gonna be a whole lot there's gonna be an entire yeah. book or two around a city any larger than this <laughs> that's actually got people in it because that's the other thing that was noted there's nobody here. Yeah. It's completely abandoned. So yeah, so um they get to the building
0: they're staying in and they tell them to bring the horses into a back room and Tom tells them to, you know, hurry up, get through the door and it's a pretty big building. Um if it wasn't in bigger than any inn they've ever seen. Um you know, and um, and Naive's talking about her herbs again, Um and Land's arguing with her about it, saying, "Yeah, quit talking about this stuff."
3: Naive is kind <laughs> so, of like a drug dealer here. Um, I mean, she keeps pushing the herbs, so, yeah. and it's it's almost like, "Hey, Moraine, if you like this, you you know where you got it from, right? This one's free."
2: Right. Moraine
3: hand. was an
2: addict in a past <laughs> life, so. <laughs>
3: Oh, I shouldn't well, her, so I, I mean, uh, I'm I'm, I'm we picking on there. her, but actually, um, <laughs> you know, Daniel, you mentioned it before. We're just now starting to get from um, Nynaeve's perspective, like who she actually is, a little bit more objective. And she had the one line when she's trying to help out Moraine. She says, "I may not like her; it is true, but I help anyone who needs my help, whether I like them or not." And that kind of warmed my heart. And as much as she's been a hard ass on everybody. Uh, and from everybody's, like, storytelling about her, like, you know, that that warmed my heart towards her a little bit. Well, that's great. So one thing. Well, I love how Lan almost
2: uses uh, uh title as a curse word. Yeah. Oh, we have another visitor? Hey. Yeah, hello, welcome. Andrew Ant- 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 just you. joined us. Uh,
5: hey, hey, Andrew. Breaking. Hey. <laughs> the, the old Sprint guy, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Oh. Andrew, Andrew, do you have you more now? than four percent battery? Yeah, because if so, you're winning. <laughs> um, technically <laughs> yes, professor. but also <laughs> no. I'm on the computer, so. <laughs> oh well, you're definitely winning.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, Andrew actually yeah. has a pretty dope yeah.
1: setup. So, so there you go. So, uh, so yeah, he um, could be here for hours. Nice. Ian's gonna die somewhere at like one fifteen. <laughs> Like an hour and fifteen <laughs> minutes,
4: and we'll I'm, Andrew, I'm, I'm will be here
3: for the next week sure.
4: and
3: a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm bouncing back and forth between three and four percent. So we'll
0: <laughs> right. So, Andrew, just to catch you up, where we are, we just finished going through Camlin Road. We just started Chapter shadows in two seventy five. So, like literally, we're we
1: following are... along in the.
0: Park. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I am. There you go. So, so we just entered the city. Uh, Sorry, we just got to the to sell inn drugs. where they're putting Sorry. the horses in the
1: Maureen, back. i trying um, to give Maureen drugs.
0: Yes. <laughs> this, yeah. one for free. this time it's for free. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. I, th- I think <laughs>
0: she
2: did a little bit more than try. First
0: time's free. Yeah. First time's always free, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She definitely did. Even, like I said, uh, Land comes at her and he's just like, uh, I've made no accusations, wisdom. I only said, have a care with your herbs. Like it's one of those things where he still has distrust, even though he real they all realize they need each other. He's like, you know, watch what you give her. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. I'm paying attention. And she's just like, whatever. Um <laughs> But at the same time, like again, I love how they, they use the titles mm-hmm. for meaning of power, but they also use it as kind of like a mockery. Like he's saying, you know, you're using these herbs, but so do you really know what you're doing? Do you really know how you're using? Them? Do you know if you're using them properly? It also could show that there might be more to the herbs that are being used that maybe the I Sedai have a greater understanding of than the wisdoms do, since the wisdoms are just you know, low level edge mages, if you want to call the them that. Shit out of you. The block. <laughs> <laughs> <From Larry's Latin. laughs> Don't you
1: say those words in front of I'm the so wisdom. The... And you will not make it back alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The I said I know more about herbs than you. You're just a low level yes. hedge Oh my God.
4: Sorry. I'm
1: so sorry. Why did please don't hit me with your stick again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. So did you guys notice that they noticed that um uh, did you see this part where they notice there's no tracks for birds or animals? They see dust everywhere, but there's—I mean, if this is a city a bin abandoned, you'd think there's some kind of bird tracks or something at least. But they notice that there's no tracks for anything. It's completely lifeless. Huh.
4: Yeah, well, I
3: mean, I don't know if you guys caught that line, it, but clearly, clearly, yeah, nothing's there <laughs> been there for a long time. But uh, like you said, pointing out like no tracks, animals, and anything like that. It, it kind of goes to what I was feeling earlier that like something super shady went down here that there's there's like a an evil presence or something that's keeping every every life form away, you know, so it's extra creepy,
1: yeah. would you like your shade right. uh, regular <laughs> or
3: extra creepy <laughs> Can I have my creep on the side, please? I'd like to dip in the creep <laughs> and just get as much as I want. done. <laughs> shadowruga <Shatter-le-guff>. go
0: it. <laughs> <boy. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah they they're back in the stable uh, using air quotes right now because it's you know just back room and and matt's looking around you know obviously searching everywhere f- trying to find something fun to do um he starts thinking about the <laughs> words he said starts getting down at himself um You know, and they start kind of poking at each other and and Tom kind of chimes in saying that, uh, you know, the dead can be reborn. It's not something to joke about.
2: Um, But, uh, you know, and then we get one word, Allie.
0: Yeah, Allie. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So Tom leaves the boys alone and and Matt immediately is like, all right, let's get out of here. Um, And this is totally an Ian. So our host, Ian, like I said, our Matt, (laughs) 100% Ian. Absolutely. Um, yeah, firework. <laughs> um, hey, hey, man, there's an Eileen back here. Let's 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 go run away real fast. You got to see what's going on in the city. So, um, uh, and I I love the interaction between you know. Uh, and I think Ian hinted at this earlier uh, before we even started recording about uh, uh, the different different reactions for the different boys. Um, you know, M- Matt's obviously the one that wants to go explore, but you get a kind of a taste of the
3: personalities
0: yeah, of and around here as well.
3: Yeah, Rand yeah, is, very at least right now, in the face of all this danger, the three of them go off together. So we get a little taste of how they act without Land around to protect them, without Moran. And Rand, you know, I gave him so much shit early on, but he seems to be kind of balanced. You know, before they head out, he, he reassures Matt, we're all in this together sort of thing. And Perrin, who's, in my mind, I picture him the bigger, burlier, stronger guy. He's the one who seems like a puss. And Matt, as much as I love him, he's being a little bit too much of a wild card. Like, there's legit danger around. He's like, fuck it, let's go explore this place. (laughs) Um, You know, I I respect it to a point. Like, sometimes you're (laughs) asking for it, you know. It's crazy, because he's like, I was thinking
2: about it, about what happened back there, about the words, I. Instead, everybody turned to look at him then, not just ran, and he shifted uneasily. Well, you heard what Moraine said. It's as if some dead man was speaking with my mouth. I don't like it. He scowl grew deeper than Perrin chuckled. Eamon's war cry, she said, right? Maybe your Amons come back. The way you're going on about how dull Eamon's Field is, I think you'd like you'd like that being a king and hero reborn. Like though his his mind is split, he does have a serious side to him like
3: sit down play that with the his, playfulness. De- his, defo- his so default his default is the I'm playfulness better. he might get cut off mm-hmm. with that but not even at the end of that page he's like right well uh speaking of being in things together now that we're done with the horses why don't we go see a little more of this city like he got serious for a split second and then he was like all right back to my shenanigans Let- let's honey badger this shit <laughs>
2: so I think the real question for me is like what is the real Matt like where is our depth because every time we do have one of these situations (laughs) Matt contributes really highly to the conversation so like when they had the dream Matt was the one to help Rand develop these thoughts and then it's like so are we seeing Rand's perspective of Matt's journey like I'm just trying to think about how these characters are going to play out over the next 15 books like we're finally getting A glimpse of Perrin here so we're going to start building this character it's almost like we're kind of dropping away from Rand a little bit and we're starting to build the other two would be you know whatever it is keys or whatever they are for the dark one like we don't know their significance yet but now we're starting to build on the character and then we get Tom out of nowhere he's like don't say that Why is it so bad to say that Matt could be a king or a hero reborn? Does that imply that maybe he's the dragon reborn? my
1: prediction is actually that uh, Rand is the only person who's actually here. And Matt and Perrin are just his devil and his angel on each shoulder. Um, And it's actually just a side effect of being brought from another time by Tam to this age. (laughs)
5: Guys, let's stop the podcast now. We're writing
3: a book. Let's do it. Spinoff series right now.
1: Uh,
5: the secrets of
1: Robert Jordan revealed. <laughs> yeah. This is actually the the story that Robert Jordan Dinsen. started to write, and then he was <laughs> like, "Nah, nobody would read that," so he changed the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah. Right.
2: laughs> Yeah. He was <laughs> tripping on LSD and center
4: so, so back to the actual story that was actually yes,
2: <laughs> Which is much more boring than our thoughts.
4: Right. So Matt somehow suckers them into
0: exploring.
3: So, so yeah.
0: <laughs> right. So they're like little kids again running through the city. Um, you know, I, I, I love that scene where just Matt's matched- Running through every, wants to search every single building, um, and, and and you know it's getting later and later and later uh, in the day, and and suns almost setting, and and kind of I think it's I think it's Rand who suggests that they they should probably just go back at this point. Um, it's getting late, um, uh, you know, and and Matt sees a tower and says, oh, "What well, that tower? Let's go climb that tower." And then we hear a voice, um, the from behind them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The towers are not safe. So, yeah. So we meet this new character. Um, and I love how Robert Jordan was so creative with his name. Um, <laughs> more Death. <laughs> <You> know, <it's,
3: laughs> I've heard it pronounced More Death
0: as well. But, you
3: know, yeah. it, so it, it I, w- I was reading, and death. I know I'm not supposed to, but <laughs> I read where he wanted to name him just a little bit of Death. But the, the amount of times he mentioned him, it would have put him over the word count. So he had to shorten <laughs> it to more than. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, uh, Matt, Matt's taken in by this guy immediately, and the guy's just like, yeah, I have treasure down below. I'm a treasure hunter. That's what I'm doing here. I uh, need help carrying it, and Matt is, is, immediately is just like, yeah, let's do it. Um, you know, the other ones are more hesitant, but they're like, we can't leave him alone. Uh, you know, we, 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 can't, we can't leave this guy behind. Um, so they follow him into this building
2: um well yeah there's clear excitement on mordice more death how do you pronounce it on his face he said but in the shadows he could not be sure because rand thought he saw a smile and then you know he said he's found treasure much more than he expected more than he could carry away i never expected to find three strong healthy young men if you help me move what i can or move what I can take to where my horses are. You may each have a share of the rest as much as you can carry. Whatever I leave will be gone, carried off by some other treasure hunter before I can return. He So just before that he li- literally told the boys like, haven't seen anybody here in a long, th- or there hasn't been anybody here in a long time. A long, <laughs> long time. You know, and then all of a sudden, but I'm sure the treasure's going to be taken like the moment I get out of here. Right. Like where's our intuition here what's going on dudes like rand is about the only one again that's like eh, this is kind of sketchy right and parent's a block <laughs>
4: we're back wow. to just having a
2: third person in the story now Perrin, just how does it yeah, so how man. does it feel under the bus just like
3: for all that on Sorry. wheels
1: on wheels <laughs>
3: Well, Chris, Chris isn't wrong. Every third page, it just says, and then Karen said, "I'm here too." So, <laughs> about right. hey, is that just every time so you? So far, in the story, Karen yeah, hasn't really done anything. Back. Oh,
1: Karen so. <laughs> was also there. Exactly. Yep. Yep. yep.
2: You got to flip back. So. <laughs> Uh, like, it it, 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 Perrin has action. Like, he glances at the sinking sun and then he's he easing his axe in its belt loop. So he clearly realizes yeah. this isn't quite right. But he's following Rand's lead. So, like, is he always going to have to be led by his hand, by Rand? Right. Or are we going to get some like balls and have Perrin be the guy that I wanted him to be in the beginning, which was like, the man, <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: So what I'm hearing you say is that if I said, "Well, clearly Ian is Matt, and clearly Alan is Rand, and clearly Chris is Perrin," that would be an insult. Is what I'm hearing you say.
2: <laughs> well, I would much rather be. She is Ian. not Deverein, <laughs> so you're gonna have
4: to live with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh so also Rance is giving away too much um you know th- he says where they're going says we're going to cameland and i think it's just weird that obviously more, more death or more death, uh he, he doesn't it seems like he doesn't un- even know where that is um yeah it seems like he doesn't even really like you know recognize that name at all of a city yeah um but they end up going down with them all the way down to this treasure room, and there's treasure everywhere. Uh, but while they're going down, it's getting darker and darker and darker, of course. Um, and and we lost Ian again. All right. So it's now back we'll to let's, it let's, out. He'll be back on a bit. He has to charge his phone. <laughs> 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 he'll figure it out. So, yeah. So, um, you know, things are getting darker. They get to this treasure room. Everyone's uh, super, super uh, excited about all the treasure. Uh, especially Matt <laughs> and, and Matt just jumps down to start, you know, pick up treasure. So it's parent as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll go to that
2: scene. Well, before we get there, like we have Rand being very observant, like he does definitely pay attention to more death. He pays attention to the clothes, which don't look quite right. The tight breeches and the soft red boots and the tops turned down to his ankles a long red vest thickly embroidered in gold and a snowy white shirt with wide sleeves, the points of his cuffs hanging almost to his knees. Certainly not the kind of clothes in which to hunt through a ruined city in search of treasure. But it was not that which made him seem strange either. So again, here's Rand being Ran, Like he's picking up on all the he's signs. He's like that person that like, he does, like find someone absolutely to date nothing there's like a million and one world.
5: red flags. And he's like, ah, that'd be fine go ahead, it'll be fine
1: wait, I'm sorry she's still best <laughs> friends with her ex and all right, yeah. also uh, lives with four roommates who are all guys
5: uh, <laughs> she has a and, password on her Snapchat
1: yeah uh, also has three Snapchats that she goes ahead and updates <laughs> differently and one of them you need to pay f- I don't think this is going to end well no, it'll be fine, bro. She's uh she's an Instagram
0: model. Yeah, her her her, her uh yeah. yeah, her Instagram yeah. uh her handle is still uh Bla- crazy blonde sixty nine or something like that, fun. you know.
5: <laughs> <laughs> a little Miss Nightlife four twenty
0: sounds like a yeah. winner.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny, like, when they get down there and they see the treasure, Matt's like what you said it. I was going to bring Matt's it Matt's like the one-word king. He... What am I going to do? Sacks. Anytime, like, next time somebody we'll pulls out, like, 20 bucks, i going to like, bucks, <laughs> gonna like
5: sacks. Right. We're going to need sacks to carry it home.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, he's like, maybe we should come back with the others and, and more deaths. Like, wait, you had others? I thought you guys were alone. And of course, he starts <laughs> naming everybody, you know, and say, Oh, you know, we have all these other people back at, you know, back in the city with us, and uh, starts naming them all. The
2: biggest idiot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not even bothering. Just and, and then gets to, uh, you know, Tarvalin, uh, and, and mentions the name of that city, and he loses collective shit about that. I, mean, um, I don't know why uh, more death does oh, so he it does. gets really absolutely upset. Absolutely screws a bitch.
5: I don't know. Oh, why. Maureen and Lando understand, and Maureen is like, "Screws me." Who?
1: I, I don't know why, but in my head, More Death is one hundred percent German.
5: <laughs>
1: He's we're absolutely, absolutely like, Oh yes, come and help me with this treasure. I can't That's carry mystery, it all. So. I found so much treasure. I you are going to have to help me to my horses. Oh my god. Tava you said you were going to this this You lied to me. A hundred more death needs to be right. played by Christoph Waltz. Is all I'm saying. Now, now I'm, I'm going to or or conversely, yeah. you if we want it to be really yeah. funny, it can uh, be played by to. Taika Watiti playing Hitler playing more death.
5: Got some real Tropic Thunder vibes there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy playing the
0: guy playing another guy. <laughs> there you go so yeah so uh, Mardeth gets really upset uh, and Rand now realizes what's wrong with him So, and he says it out loud uh, he's like
2: yeah. <laughs> he says you don't have a shadow yeah like it was like a, a, an afterthought of the actual thought like it said Rand realized what had been nagging him about the man the scattered torches in the wall had given each of them a ring of shadows just as the torches in the treasure room did only he was shot as yeah. he said it out so, loud. So, like, two
5: things. The first then, course, part is uh, just Matt's before like, that, how oh, Mordath screams at them, like, you <laughs> lied to me. It's like, bro, I don't know you. Why is it a big deal? And that always kind of like bothered me. I'm like, there, there's no connection. Like, <laughs> yeah, they lied to you. Like, to be, you know, to be fair, they don't know you. So,
1: well, and I also love how they didn't lie to him. They were absolutely going to Camelon. Right. Now, granted, again, I will absolutely admit that if you don't tell them your final destination, sure, that's a bit of a lie of omission. But, like, at the same time, none of them wants to go to Tarvalon. They would love to <laughs> just stop in Camelon. So, in their heads, they're going to Camelon. Right. And then he's like, Tarvalon, Tarvalon, you're going to Tarvalon. And they're like, Maybe. Right. Like we weren't even sure about that anyway. Like, what is happening?
0: <laughs> I mean, the way they describe, I know what the like, accept
5: how, was. Uh, more death space changes. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> I mean, everything about the guy is weird. But his lips pull back from his teeth.
2: Hmm? Well yeah, I want to know what his accept was. His what? Like before you even go that far, his accept, he's like that's not it. Take what you want, accept, accept. Like what can't they take? Like, was is there an answer to more death in that treasure room? Like, do we revisit this treasure room ever? Do we find like some secret power there? Like maybe our horn that we've been now assuming people will question. be looking for is in this treasure room with more death. Oh. Huh. Anyway.
1: One that three of us got hundred percent answer.
2: 100% answer <laughs> but we
4: won't.
2: Yeah, it's so, obviously there's something to do with this treasure
4: room.
5: <laughs> i just wonder how long would it take to run a yes um we will not
0: that answer happen. that question for you <laughs> yeah I, I i i you know i don't know either i mean i i i gather that they're so caught up by all this treasure you know that they're just not even really paying just to him at all um but it would be kind of i don't know <laughs> i'm looking I mean, at my shadow shadows? I, I, I don't know um <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, I I have no idea. I've never been a con- in a in a situation where someone didn't have a shadow, so I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so but yeah, so now he starts to swell up. It gets really, really big, and um, hopefully, t- to me, in my mind, this seems like the cheesiest thing in the entire world. I hope and that they do the TV show. It doesn't picture as cheesy as in my mind. I. <clears throat> so yeah, so yeah, this is back to where more. More deaths grown really really big like a giant like
2: state puff marshmallow man. Um, This actually reminds me a lot of like a Princess Minamoke thing. You are now speaking my language, but (laughs) when you (laughs) finally, (laughs) but you know he had that moment in Princess Minamoke where the demon just like comes out and grows. It's almost in all of the. um... Oh man, don't give me his name i'm horrible hayami and miyazaki films like that's what happens in a lot of his the demons is they enlarge like their eyes stretch and they're first their eyes open wide and then everything stretches and then they become distorted and then Maybe they like, like either balloon out or they out like, one of the two that's so. like one of the anime right
5: <laughs> the bad guy always falls and gets bigger
1: um Chris, do you just want to join the Black Tower podcast permanently and I'll just (laughs) jump over to this one? Because when Josh and he get into anime (laughs) conversations about (laughs) Boruto and (laughs) Dragon Ball Super...
2: (laughs) I haven't actually watched Boruto, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't even finished shufu because... Um, I can't find them for free <laughs> without needing Aren't a flash. Need player a flash player, play so I don't get that it on my tablet or phone. Me. So I'm like, Shh. anyway, <laughs> like why swap There
5: Like trading places.
0: <laughs> uh, so Ian just sent in his. Ian Ian, Ian did <laughs> uh, text me his prediction Neaky for the scene. And he says, badger, "I think Matt took the treasure." Sneaky shit. honey badger. He don't give a shit. You know what? I seriously thought, <laughs> yeah. So Ian just seriously me. thought the same thing <laughs> that that Matt took some.
2: Yeah, yeah. So like we had that moment where he grows, and then all of a sudden, I kind of like get a little bit confused as to what clutching a dagger snatched from the trope. So I guess Matt like stabs him with a dagger, or at least has a dagger in his hands. Yeah, or at least has a dagger. It doesn't really say what happened. Right.
0: But he goes back to normal size um, and then starts screaming, you're dead, you're all dead, and then turns into a puff of smoke and goes to the wall. Um,
2: so. <laughs> exactly. So then it's like, you know, Rand's jaw drops and he almost dropped the sword as well as more death dove into the air. He stretched out and thinned like a tendril of smoke. As thin as fingers, he stuck in uh, stuck a crack in the wall tile and vanished into it. A last cry you hung in the room as he vanished, fading slowly away. After he was gone, you're all dead. And like Perrin's parents. Like... And then you got Parent who finally speaks up after like thirty minutes. Let's get out of here. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Matt. I'm starting to dislike fair Yeah. <laughs> and Matt doesn't want to leave. He's still is like, but the treasure, guys, the treasure. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we can't just leave it now. <laughs> like, there's an emphasis on that can't. So I think I'm going to agree with Ian, who's not here, and say that I really do think if anybody's going to steal something, it would be Matt. Sure. Which. You know, we learn as we read on that that may or may not be a good thing. Yeah, so uh, we'll get to that part screaming. in a second. Oh but uh, yeah, so
0: yeah, they drag Matt out. Um, the torture tor- tor-
2: <laughs> right? But the tor- yeah, but of course he says, and at least I dot dot dot. that's where my yeah, exactly. That's why I'm agreeing with Ian. They say at least we're out of there, but Matt got up from the bottom of the pile, dusting himself off in a shaky uh, imitation of his usual manner, and at least I, and then Perrin cuts in and cuts him off. So the one time we don't Mm -hmm. need Perrin to say shit, he butts in. Sure. Great job, Perrin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah,
0: the Twilight's uh, definitely closing in on them. Um, um, The shadows are getting longer, so they start getting really scared, feel like, every, like everything's watching them. They have this feeling that there's eyes everywhere. Um, so they pretty much start running back towards the towards the building where they were staying and they come crashing in. and When they go through the, uh, where you find out it's a ward that Moraine is set, the eyes disappear and they go crashing into the end and everyone's super
2: pissed. Um, <laughs> fool of our- a <laughs> It said fools is what the, the, the gleeman said through his uh, pipe stem. And the wisdom, you (coughs) wool headed witlings. (laughs) Right. She's so awesome with her words. (laughs) Why under the light did you run off like that? Are you all right? Like, so there's that motherly instinct. Like, I'm so pissed with you, but is everything okay? (laughs) You have no sense at all. Land is out looking for you now, and you'll be luckier than you deserve if he does not pound some sense into the lot of you when he gets back. Right. And, and Moraine wants to know everything that happened. They all start telling their stories
0: in different places, and um, you know, uh, trying to stumbling over themselves, um, and, and it's kind of incoherent until I think it's Rand mentions uh, More Death's name, and um, and Moraine <coughs> cuts him off. I was like,
2: "Say the name again." Um, say More Death. Are you sure Ooh, of the say name? It again. Be very sure, all of you. More Death. It's like, yes, taken aback by the acidized intensity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lion King, my favorite. Very it's nice. actually my favorite part of that whole I'm movie. Nineteen ninety-five. it. But no, it, it, it's very. It's like. <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> Oh, but again, here goes that whole concept of them using her title rather than her name, and then she's like, "Did he touch you?" And it's like, "Uh, that's a little Michael Jackson-ish, but okay, we'll keep it moving." Yeah. <laughs> did you give? Did he give you anything, or did you do anything for him? I must know. So this is where my I, I have my questions. Um, because I do agree with Ian, where he said he feels like Matt took something, taking something and being given something are two different concepts in my mind. If you believe in like the duality sense, like there's clearly a warning here that you should not take, you should not be given something by more depth. And we, we learn why that is. So I'm not going to get ahead of myself, even though I am, but maybe we should go on before I go into this. But anyway, in my mind, like, the duality of it is he didn't technically Get anything from More Death. If anything, he stole that dagger. I thought like so. Funny that you say that away. because I actually had a, a
1: similar-ish the thought uh, the first time I was reading this. But at the same time, when you go back and you read it, More Death very clearly says that they can take anything they want. So he's not stealing. It is a it. gift, so he's not uh, and he never takes it back like he looks said... like he's gonna murder the crap out of them, granted, and so like yeah i I appreciate the you know under duress, you know change in attitude, all of that is is a little odd and a little scary, and you know most people would kind of consider that it <clears> nullifies <throat> said gift. That being said, he never actually takes that back. In fact, with his last statement, he is saying uh, I, I mean, true, sorry, but with one of his last statements, um, he dead. does actually say the line is sorry um, take what you want, except accept, accept. Which you already talked about, you know, mot- noticing, but that is literally he he says those those words, and then he says, "So it is decided," and then the next thing that he says is, "You're all dead."
2: Well, and that's why my question was: was did he grow and then or shrink himself, himself and win. split out because he knew he had already won, or? Hmm. Did, I mean, there's
5: also there's also the fact that he just learned that there's a whole so like another question so mark now I hate currently this book split already. up D and D party <laughs> somewhere in the city.
1: Whoa 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 whoa.
5: <laughs> exactly. Did he ask you if you were Polish?
1: <laughs> yeah, he found out that there was a wizard and a ranger and. That's all he cares about, but a wizard and a ranger.
2: <laughs> he's like, nope, it's time to go.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so you know, after this whole scene, obviously, uh, Marine starts going into. I love how tell the story what the fate of
5: Lord like, uh, starts in the story. Like, you the troll. This place was safe. So, like, What happened to that? Yeah, and she's like. She's like, did you did you not stop to think of a place yeah. that trollocs were afraid? <laughs> right, there might the be blame. something worse there. Are You really <laughs> that dumb?
1: Well, and I also love how she doesn't literally say the words, "Hey, Matt."
2: He's like, uh... I never said it was safe.
1: Like, fucking seriously, I never said this was safe. I said we weren't gonna get eaten by trollocs. There's a big difference. Like, she does call him out a little bit, but j- like right in my head she just slaps him in the it, face it, and goes safe safe are you yeah. serious safe I mean there's a reason
5: no, why she I mean she literally says any anyone who thinks would be wary of a place that trolls right. are afraid to enter so I mean, she literally just said if you don't realize this you just you can't even think and it's like basically calling them a brain dead idiot you will head
0: right idiot. and they all heard her inter- <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and she, they did they didn't all hear her talk to Lan in the previous ch- chapter about how she did not want to go here so you know it if it's a safe city i mean why would she not want like no i'm not going there like you are the reason i didn't obviously come they all heard that um <laughs> yeah so uh you get the creepy story from all uh, what happened during the Trolloc wars uh where uh, the Trollocs army camp there, and then they sc- scouts in, and there's just blood and body parts everywhere. And, um, and then they we went back; it was all gone. Um, and then she kind of goes into the whole fate of more death, and and what happened to and and Aradol, 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 Aradol. There you go. That's Eridol.
2: it. <laughs> well, I think I like the quote: "The victory, the light is all." That was the battle cry Mordeth gave them, and the men of Airdraw shouted it while their deeds abandoned the light. And said so in the Second Covenant, and Baldwin, or draw back to the Second Covenant, and Baldwin sat his throne, a withered shell, with the light of madness in his eye, laughing while Mordeth smiled at his side and ordered the deaths of Car and the embassy of Friends of, uh, as Friends of the Dark. So, like, There's like this question of (laughs) like was more death on the side of darkness? Was he on the side of light? Or was he just about himself? Which is kind of what I'm gathering. Is he's more just really about himself and it goes back to the whole uh, Lord of the Rings imagery. And I cannot think of the name of the king that I want to now. How he was literally thank you, Fred, and how he's literally being poisoned, you know, with words. So that was kind of the image that I got when I was reading this passage and how literally like more death destroyed an entire group just for himself. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. <laughs> he cursed them all to a fate worse than death. Right. And you get the, the name of, of this, evil is called mashadar um, Mashdar. yeah <laughs> so uh, that's it said more death alone was not consumed by mashadar but he uh, he was snared by it and he too has waited within these walls through the long centuries others have seen him some he has influenced through gifts that twisted the mind and tainted the spirit the taint waxing and waning until it rules or kills if ever he convinces someone to accompany him to the walls, to boundaries of Mashtar's power, he'll be able to consume the soul of that person where death will leave, wearing the body of the one he wore, uh, he worse than killed to wreak his evil on the world again. So there goes that other like thought that I had, um, even though um, if Matt did steal something or take something that he was given, does more death literally have to, that soul have to accompany him? And then is there like a moment of like body snatching or switching that has to occur? Um, hmm. Does it happen? Like, you know, I guess we'll find out as we read further into the next few chapters because, you know, we're going to have to exit the city eventually. No, actually, the, um,
1: the next 13 books actually the all here? happen
2: in Eridol.
1: Yeah, they don't yeah. Don't have <laughs> they don't ever leave. They don't ever leave. Yeah, the whole rest of the series is actually the know, shadow just could... sieging uh, Shadar Logoth and them figuring it out.
0: <laughs> it's the worst escape room you've ever been <laughs>
4: oh, in. <God>. Um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> what you would think? I, I'm going to go. Like, Perrin says, the treasure. He wanted us to carry the treasure. To his horses. I'll bet they were supposed to be outside the city somewhere. So if I hope Matt isn't as dense as we are making him out to be currently. If he now knows like the treasure is an issue, the treasure could get your soul snatched out of your body and replaced. Like, does that then make the person whose soul gets snatched a new member of um? Shadow, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong. Shadow Shadow Shatter- Shatter- yeah shut our off like this is that what happened? Do they like trade places? yeah like are we gonna find out that Matt's body is taken, and then like they have to in book 9 go get Matt's soul back to his body because he's the chosen one like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna evolve this story. We have fifteen books. I am going to make up some things. <laughs>
0: You, you you sound like exactly how this goes. You think you figured it all out, man. Um, yeah, that's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Well, and Matt asks nervously. He's like, "Are we safe? Uh, but we are safe now, aren't we safe? He didn't give us anything, and he didn't touch us. We're safe, aren't we? <laughs> With the wards you set, like clearly he's nervous. Yep. Sure, <sighs> poor Matt. <laughs> Let's say Ian, he got snatched oh, out no. of this podcast. <laughs> Ian, did
1: you take some of the treasure?
0: <laughs> Definitely did. <laughs> Sounds like an Ian. So, Taylor. yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it very much so. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, everything in the city is evil, like we talked about. Um um, and we get a little
2: bit stuck sorry about land here too right after all this oh yeah so if he was pledged to fight the dark one before he left the cradle a sword placed in his infant hands besides I would know the minute of his death and the way of it just as he would know mine rest naive all as well so this is, goes back to my idea of their connection um, which was one of my thoughts back in like episode 2 um, that maybe they do have some type of a magical or psychic link um, kind of similar to the one that the Fades have with the Trolloc huh. in nature. So that kind of makes me wonder like was it the similar or the same magic that linked the two? I mean, I know we have this idea of the wheel and we have two opposing powers but we don't really know who's drawing what side of the power and how they're drawing it or if the again there's just the one power which is maybe like the off of the two colliding and so the power is neither good nor evil it's just the way you use it that kind of shows the balance Hmm. so but again there's there's the same connection that they have sure
1: so the real question is: If you cut off Land's head, how long does it take for him to die? Does it take the sundown? <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, the sundown, yeah, <laughs> or or at least do exactly. I so um, yeah, that's that, that's what happens with waters, right? That's, yeah, that's part of the bond. Uh, you get that, yeah. <laughs> So um Rand, you know, gets to some sleep, I guess, at this point. Um, wakes up uh, wakes up a few hours later and uh and Lang comes busting back in. Um, you know, drops three Trolloc badges on the on the ground, said so there's there they're trollocs in the city and they're heading right for them. Um so you got a, a hundred trollocs and a fade driving them. Uh, but the question is what's driving the fade?
1: <laughs> Klondike bar. <laughs>
0: so it, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, that's a good question like what what is powerful enough to drive the fade like what is behind them? like we haven't really questioned that, yet. The fade that. Has kind the of the been dark like one the all powerful beings just, of the story at the moment. They're just
5: like shut your full mouth, he's still in prison and shall go. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram followers. Yeah, he got, he got 20,0, uh, yeah. That's what got driving, 200 likes on his last yeah. YouTube video. So <laughs> uh, he had to do an overnight uh, yeah. challenge and shatter logo. Off. Uh,
0: yeah. So um, you know, it kind of ends the chapter with, you know, they have to leave. Um and they go back to the her original plan, which is make for the river um and escape
2: that way. So so now they, when well, we learn a little bit about the Trollocs and the Midril here, about how they love deep water. So that's something to really be aware of because, sure. you know, maybe the cities that are best fortified and, and survive the wars are the ones that, you know, are, are, you know, islands or, I know, that might sound like a minor detail, but to me that really stuck out because they really made a point to talk about how. Um, they can't swim. They don't wade. Didn't anything that terror, like, that's how we know getting to the river is important and just setting and sail. Did. They were talking about how important it is so, to get across the river because the tro- I think they at it, least they
5: might have. the Trollocs won't follow them or not. Yeah, it was brief. Like
2: yeah, they said that they won't follow, but they didn't go into the depth. So that like leads to the question of why hasn't she suggested that they travel by water easy before for the story, just continue sir. to travel. By water, I mean, yeah, it makes it kind of sitting... It's just like if the hobbits had
5: actually flown on the eagles.
1: Uh, Do you you want to start a discussion that's going to take four and a half (laughs) hours?
0: Why? Because the plot. its (laughs) Then don't ask (laughs) questions. (laughs) Probably not a good idea right now to...
1: Actually, the answer is the <laughs> eagles were actually only plot able armor. That's to fly the easiest, into uh, Mordor answer. after Sauron was
2: and by already the way, dead who's because the he would have creator.
1: obliterated them in this.
2: Good point. Yes, with his laser eye. By the way, who's the creator? In this series? Bella. Well, this is the dark one is bound in uh, Gul by the creator. Okay. Yeah, and the word creator Fill is off. capitalized. <laughs> <Fill up. laughs> you kind of joking. But that no. would be an Ian answer. <laughs> well, that's actually. a fan. I'm glad you're filling his shoes.
0: <laughs>
1: that a- In fact,
0: <laughs> there the, is a the Twitter, of time Twitter created, account. Um, uh, Bella is, is Bella definitely the creator. The creator. Uh, <laughs> so, if you want a good laugh,
1: go check out Bella the Creators' uh, Twitter of Time profile.
0: Yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, oh, so yeah, so yeah that, that's hard actually definitely a fan theory. No. Huh? <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's another question that, that, uh, that probably never who gets it? answered, but, you know, you who can it? think about who that for the creator next 15 then? books. Um, who the creator, awesome. who the creator is. He um, is me, and I am you, no creator. Who is Yeah. Who it is. Yeah. <laughs> who it is? <laughs> um, so, um, I guess any final, I mean, we're to the end of this chapter, um, and this is where we're stopping this episode. So any, I, I would ask Ian any final thoughts, but I think his yes. text message last sent me was, so his um, last I thoughts so are be, I'm oh me God, I going to be, Oh my God. He's had a rough bowl. night.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the taint. the taint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of.
0: A little bit about Ian. Ian lives on a sailboat um, up in Maryland. Um, we talked about this in previous episodes, but I don't know if you guys know this. So uh, anything about uh, Taco Bell and using Ooh. the bathroom probably be tough in the middle of the night on a sailboat. It's not, not recommended at all for a lift of boards. <laughs> huh, huh. Yeah. So I feel for him tonight. Um, but any final thoughts, Chris? Anything that we'd missed or anything else that uh, we kind of want to talk about, um, I know we're kind of going a little long right now, but hey
2: it is what it is no I think we we've hit we've covered a lot I mean just these chapters were very long, but they pulled you in very quickly, but then as we discussed them, they were easy to expand on um, so I really am enjoying the the writing style that the author has where he keeps his reader into the story by giving them bits of action it's almost like a burst of action with like that brief pause and the burst of action again so you really are continuously drawn further and further through the book so it doesn't really make it seem like you have 700 and some pages to go it's like you have one scene after the next to go and then we still don't have like this clear concept of time which is probably purposely done um just so we we, we kind of get the maturity that the characters here and there but we don't really know how long they've been traveling and we kind of get this concept of time not really mattering but this sure. seems quite contradictory
0: <laughs> so i was in the middle of explaining how long it's been um you know uh since we started and like i said it was uh it was That's two days
4: yeah,
5: <laughs> <laughs> that Emperor yeah. Palpatine moment where, yeah. how ironic
0: so yeah so two days in Emmons Field, one week to Barillon, two nights in Barillon, or one night left the second night, and then two days on the road to Camelon uh before this happened on the third day is when the Trollocs started chasing them, and this is that night, so it's been less than two weeks since the beginning of the book
5: So on the third crazy. Day. Look to the east. Look one the night east. Shadar Logoth makes the hard man crumble. Uh, uh, so this uh, yeah. So less
0: than two weeks into into uh, since the beginning of the book is how far we've gone. And uh yeah, um I, I know I mentioned it beforehand. I think one of the books actually is only like eleven days or something like that. I think you guys might correct me on that. But like one of the entire books is only eleven days worth of stuff. <laughs> like it's uh,
5: I Well Can't so, exactly confirm, but I can't exactly deny either. Yeah, that the I'm, him, don't I'm not gonna tell.
0: Don't. I'm not gonna tell what book and uh, or, or if that's exactly the right amount. Oh, and we got Ian back.
1: New <laughs> <laughs> we recording. Who this? Lozen. Uh, who are you guys?
0: Yeah, what's up? So we're uh, actually. We're-
1: so we're from the Black Tower
0: Podcast. And we- <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> So yeah, so Ian, we're actually we're wrapping up, so um, actually uh, uh, you can add
3: any of your thoughts that you missed. <laughs> now, go. Uh, Matt stole treasure and that's going to bite him in the ass eventually. Um, <laughs> Perrin is still a wuss, but he'll probably prove me wrong in a couple more chapters because I keep getting these characters wrong. And uh, hey, who's playing who's playing uh, the wisdom in the series. Is she hot?
0: It's Zoe Robbins, I think is her name. Um, she was a
1: question you would have to answer yourself. Okay,
5: uh, yeah. I don't uh, objectify
1: uh, people like
0: that. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah,
5: yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, Mister Moral <laughs> High Ground. <laughs>
3: that, that's what I meant. I meant she she was, she was a Power Ranger, one hundred percent. Okay, yeah. yeah. So awesome. Yeah. I think you
5: play the okay. the Pink Ranger. Power Rangers Ninja Steel.
3: Yeah, Tank. she's
0: the, the pink ranger. So yeah, right. <laughs> great, great potential.
3: And yeah, there you go. I don't know why I wondered that, but yeah, I'm I'm starting to paint a picture in my head, and I wanna I wanna have it close to what we're actually gonna see. Yeah. And she sure. is
5: only slightly older than myself by a couple months.
2: How
3: about it? Yeah. He's twenty
2: seven. Yeah, the fact that when you Google search Power Rangers Ninjas of Steel and oh. The pink ranger actually comes up in the search. She tells you that um she's not she's not bad looking. <laughs> I mean, she's played
5: in some other stuff. She was in uh, the New Tomorrow in two thousand five and then Black Christmas in twenty nineteen. Yeah. From New Zealand. From New Zealand. <laughs> the
0: Kiwis. The Kiwis. I got a lot of New Zealand jokes, but that's uh we'll we'll save that for other other times. Oh
1: yeah, we love it when you call us Kiwis. Thank you very much. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: just just keep on about that you guys uh, it's are doing she- so so well with the lord of the rings quotes and now you're just just throwing it all down the toilet it's better than <laughs> it's
0: better than
3: sheep i mean did he did he just leave the chat Wait, oh man <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of
0: time in Australia, so uh they definitely have lots of choice words for New Zealanders.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, I,
0: I am aware. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's been many, many, many days in Australia. I would say many moons, but it was only about two moons. So. Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. So I guess that's many. That's more than one.
5: Yeah, yeah. Is that a lot for time? No. For public indecency? Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, the Aussies are just as bad, so I, I can talk about them too. But uh,
5: I <laughs> love Aussies. Yeah, they're on the so context. Terrible.
0: They're Boy fun friend? to drink with. No. They're so much fun to drink with.
5: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so those are Ian's final thoughts. Uh, that Matt stole some treasure. Uh, we 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 went into that in detail because I actually did read your text, Ian, to, uh, Sweet. to everybody on air. Yeah, on me. air, yeah, okay. and along with your Taco Bell and your later night punishment, they'll happen on the
3: boat tonight. Yeah, um, yeah it's gonna be painful. Hey, I don't have a head on the boat. I gotta, I gotta run a couple hundred meters to get to the bathhouse. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, and I was wrong. She wasn't the
3: pink ranger. She was the white ranger. My bad. Oh, the white uh, ranger. Yeah. Uh, take okay. A bucket. You assumed her color, gender wrong.
5: Yeah. Shame, shame So much shame I live my life in shame <laughs> oh,
0: sure. oh, We would totally get
3: along then that.
0: yeah. I would use another Wheel of Time word for that but they have not Got there yet so in two and a half Years we'll use a different word for shame but, okay, um that not glorious <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll message you separately about What you have um, <laughs> Oh he knows what he uh, has He you know, has incurred he quite a bit of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, so yeah so um, you know like, like we were saying and we wrapped up with the trucks coming so uh, we're all done with all that and uh, we're leaving we're leaving now and running again run
4: away
0: um, run away run away, run away. Um, you will throw so-
1: the holy hand grenade three <laughs> is the number you will count to five <laughs>
0: so- is right out Right.
1: So I had a friend of
0: mine. Apparently on like if you look at old medieval art, this is just a side tangent. If you look at old medieval art, there's like a ton of like killer rabbits, like rabbits killing people in like tapestries and stuff like that. And someone posted something on Facebook the other day, one of my friends did about like what's with all the rabbits killing people? And I said, Look at the bones.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it is the rabbit. It's the rabbit. Look at the bones. <laughs> Pretty much, I like it. Yeah, like I it don't lot. know. I've already got my kids watching Monty Python. Uh, my my fourteen year old thinks it's hilarious. Uh, River, my ten year old, he can't even get past the opening credits without losing his shit. With everybody getting sacked like it's intense. That's awesome. Yeah. Start them out right.
0: Give them the good classics. <laughs> so, so yeah, so um got did anybody thank the Black Tower for coming. I gotta say that before we actually uh, go through my whole entire rant. Um thank you guys. I know you guys had to deal with a ton of technical difficulties tonight. Um and um but she makes it more fun, I think, anyways. <laughs> the, are,
1: you are you are joking, right? This is this is <laughs> yeah. a nice but this is fantastic. Four out of five people actually stayed in consistently. Uh, the only problem was when Anchor was like, How dare you go two hours?
5: We're going to cut you off. Yeah. Our FBI agents got tired of hearing us talk. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're cutting, cutting the feed. Cut it. No, no offense cut, cut to cut Ian, it.
1: but Ian's problems were his own. So, yeah.
3: So, conflicted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this went off uh, swimmingly. I had, a, I had a chalupa and a uh, Crunchwrap Supreme and I feel better already. So, you know. For now. For, for, for now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there will be an hour when my butthole screams. I know no, I think as the uploaded through. But this is it is not this hour.
4: <laughs> for exactly. Forever. Oh, yeah.
5: In about two hours, Ian's gonna have a very good understanding of the taint of Shadow Logo.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. Uh, so
1: you're gonna t- be like Ooh, well, why did I take that treasure?
0: It, it, and one thing I did I did forget to mention, one thing I have my notes, I'm looking back through my notes right now, and one thing I did wanna talk about before we actually get there is uh is the is the concept of another evil. So in most stories you have like an evil and a good guy. You know, the fact that that Shadow Logoff itself is separate from this dark one evil, like they kill Trollocs and everything like it's the the, mul- the the I guess the duplicity, not even duplicity but the mul- multi multiverse yeah. of <laughs> of evil. The multiplicity of evil. It, it, the way that it, it, I think just adds so much more depth to to, to the series as well I don't know if you guys grabbed that as well but I wanted to talk about that but I, mean, it's well, like cool, I right? had
2: like two different thoughts Like, I had a thought of, of like the void so we're not necessarily saying that this thing in the city is necessarily evil it's just a void of anything at all like it strips it's worse than death it kind of strips but- you from yourself so it's just there you just become one with it and you just become a part of that one living being you're neither good nor evil you're not
1: yeah. yeah. right.
2: <laughs> but then of course we we don't understand joking? the dark one and we don't understand like anything yet like we're putting him as this like being but in actuality he may just have been a human whose life has been expanded by the use of time or the you know being lost in time. Like we know that there is a creator, and that person or thing or whatever is neither good nor evil. It just is the creator. It's just a so horse. We have a representation of evil. So, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, sometimes you,
1: you just need God to be a horse. <sighs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we talked about Bella being the creator as well. We did. Oh, see, yeah, I knew that was coming.
3: She was just too cool.
0: <laughs> i will make ian has, ian has a giant hard-on for bella so ian
3: loves that idea um yeah. i, I would do for the underdog she totally does not belong in the group but she's kicking ass and taking names so i'm loving it
1: i'm pretty sure that at <laughs> least one of the other horses in their group also has a giant hard-on for bella but we're not
5: going to talk about that yeah. <laughs>
4: that's
5: great <laughs> it's Tom. It's Mandar. I mean, It's a good thing. It's a good thing Bella's so strong because she has to carry the entire series on her back. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> starting Ooh. with the Queen. Yeah.
5: <laughs> exactly.
0: So next week we're going to do the next two chapters, which is a lot about wind. So uh chapter nineteen and twenty are our chapter twenty and twenty-one are Dust on the Wind, which we get to hear Kansas play Dust in the Wind. Uh, and then oh, listen listen to the wind. So lots of wind, um, the next two chapters, um, that's going to be next week for us. Um, how you can find us. We can be found on social media, uh, We're at the wheel reads at Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that great stuff. Um, uh, we're also, uh, have a great discord channel, Andrew, and now Daniel, uh, joined our discord channel. Indeed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so, um, uh, we do have a discord channel, uh, our, our, our server uh, feel free to join that it 's free it 's fun um uh, we 're still growing ours so it's uh it 's relatively small um if you haven 't joined the black towers discord server it 's another great one to join um in fact even if you 're a first time listener that 's probably a safe one to join as well would you say don 't you guys have non spoiler sections oh uh, yeah yeah dis- yeah, yeah. there
5: 's yeah, a, yeah. a spoiler only section yeah uh, so
0: if section, y- so. I would recommend looking for the discord link on on uh, uh, uh by listening to their podcast and maybe just go on twitter and look for the, and follow them on uh on twitter or something like that or, or go to their website um you guys can plug that if you want and that can get your links to your discord server um
1: yeah we we yeah. host on podbean uh that's actually where the vast majority of our links are but again if you want to reach out on any other social media platform
5: that you like we'll be happy to provide you with the others Right. Yep. Like podbeans is the easiest sure. way. You can go it's blacktowerpod.podbean.com. You can go on there and literally the links to to everything, Twitter, uh YouTube, uh the Discord, all all that fun stuff is in there. Sure. Yeah. So but yeah, feel free to join theirs.
0: Um but Alan, the conversation. what what
1: yeah. where would we go if we wanted to help support your podcast? Oh, oh,
0: thank you so much. Yeah, we do have a Patreon as well. So uh if you go to www.patreon.com slash the Reads, you'll get to our Patreon page. Um we do have multiple tiers of uh of of of, of levels, uh three to be exact, um uh, that you can choose to give to us if you if you like, uh, it will go towards helping us make us a better podcast. Uh, uh, most of, uh, before we ever pay ourselves, we have a lot of equipment we want to buy. We have a whole lot of stuff we want to do. Um, it'll probably, we probably need a thousand of you before we actually start paying ourselves, uh, because it's all going to go back to you guys. Um, so, um, yeah, feel free to check that out. Um, uh, you know, it's a great way to support us. Um also we can be contacted at the wheel or, or the wheelreads at gmail dot com if you guys want a more personal don't want to be on social media. Mm, so that's another way as well.
1: connections.
0: Yeah. yeah. Getting into <laughs>
1: sliding into those DMs. <laughs>
3: Brown chicken brown cow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. so uh that's pretty much it as far as all the ways to get in touch with us um uh we're happy you guys are listen to us we're happy to have the Black tower on once again and uh and hope to see you guys all next episode um. Um, and also JordanCon. Are you guys going to that? I know Andrew said he couldn't this year. Daniel, are you going?
1: I, unfortunately, uh, those are blackout dates for my new job that I just started. So okay. I will not be there this gotcha. year. Uh, but I've already told my new job, as long as I'm still there, uh, that JordanCon weekend is off limits next year. Sure. So,
0: so we... We are going. We are bringing rum with us. So if you guys want uh, want some rum, I know the Black Towers fan our rums as, rum as well. Oh, uh, oh.
5: Uh, oh man! No. After my own heart and liver.
1: Don't worry. <laughs> we will definitely be uh, pouring one out, and by pouring one out, I mean into our mouth holes for everyone <laughs> at Jordan Con uh, to yeah. enjoy themselves and to uh, learn all of the things about the things so that everyone yeah. <laughs> can get hyped AF for what's happening with the Wheel of Time in the next year.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's going to be so. They just released, uh, uh, released our release year. So it's it's going to be 2021. Correct. The TV show. So, yep. uh, and before
1: we go anywhere i i know that alan has thanked us a couple of times but thank you guys for having us on this was super fun um i didn't yeah. remember how fun it was to uh talk to people who hadn't read the entire series <laughs> uh
4: because
1: yeah. chris and ian just talking through you know thought process and and all of the different things that they're thinking and seeing and realizing about the series is super entertaining.
5: Oh, yeah, uh, sure. I, like, I love how just absolutely skeptical and critical you guys are. Yeah. And it's it's fantastic <laughs> to to watch or I guess listen to. Um but In the, real to hear mind. your your theories and stuff and um, I really, really, really wish I could comment more on no. it, but I cannot. Um... <laughs> it physically hurt sure. me at two
1: points.
3: I'm not sure I will ever recover. <laughs> In about five years, yeah. we'll have that conversation.
0: Sound? Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> the, the, the downside is that they have to read at such a slow pace because. Because we're doing it for our listeners more than anything else. Um, but, well, also for us, because otherwise we'd be three hours or four hours an episode if we covered more time with new, new, new readers. Yeah. So I'm sorry, you say they, that they're, as they're though the,
1: that's a bad thing.
0: It, it, well, it isn't. <laughs> it is. I, I'll, I'll let them speak on that. But I, I could not imagine. Like tonight, they've been waiting for days now to move to the next chapter. You know, they have to oh. stop. You know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and wait and i cannot imagine uh because um, i mean i read it i just muscled through and shot right through this whole thing uh, for the first time so
5: yeah i'm know, a fast reader so like i literally waited until earlier today uh until i got you know called to, to go do some stuff with the family Thus, hey listeners that's why i was late um and i left my phone at home like an absolute unit um <laughs> but yeah like it literally took me like an hour, it not even an hour to read through the two chapters. So I can't, you guys being able to do that, like that's that's a huge
3: yeah. testament to your resolve.
2: Yeah, learning how
3: to procrastinate. Yeah, there's, there's that, and the best advice I got was because I like reading in general was to have another series that I can dig into when I'm just craving to read. The trouble is, like I'm reading the Hyperion Cantos right now, and that's like hey. what three four books. It's four so my- Like, eventually <laughs> I can race through that. I got to find something else afterwards, but it, it, it's helping to kind of relieve the anxiety. Right, there you go. Yeah, that, that'll. Yeah, that'll I just finished
2: American. I just finished American Gods. I'm reading through Mere Christianity. I'm reading through Not God Enough. I'm, I'm actually reading through four different books while managing to <laughs> go to work. So <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: I also what? coach That's a track what?
2: team and volunteer on four different boards so community boards so i stay a little bit busy
1: oh god every everyone bow bow down not to
5: mention (laughs) not to mention that beautiful two-wheeled beast you have to go enjoy the town on Uh, yeah
3: yeah Yeah. well i mean that takes up time but uh (laughs) so on this on this trip from little rock back uh to maryland I listened to these two chapters on audible, like four times each. So, you know, I I can combine writing and listening to the book as well.
5: There you go. There you
0: go. Yeah. Well, you got 3000
3: miles on your bike in last week, that's uh yes. that's no, we were cruising. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good.
0: All right. Well, I think we're going to sign off for the night, but uh, thank you guys so much for coming on and until uh, next time,
5: awesome. until next time. Thanks for having us.
0: All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.